Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Storm the Norm, the fortnightly podcast where we pick up norms that come in the way of businesses succeeding in a disruptive world. I'm Narayan. I'm Anisha Motwani. This is part 2 of our two-part episode on identifying the best canvas for innovation. In the first part, we had looked at the flaw in the norm that innovation only comes from the edges, the outliers, the unusual. To explore this, we had introduced Santosh Desai, celebrated social, cultural and business commentator in that episode. In this episode, we take it one step further to see how actually the obvious can be used as the most fertile canvas for innovation. Anisha, I just had a meta kind of epiphany. I guess in some sense this this podcast itself is an example of making the obvious a fertile canvas for innovation, isn't it? I mean, here we are every fortnight questioning the obvious, a norm, and making it the starting point of finding innovative pathways beyond it. True, but that's such an obvious plug for our podcast. But why not? All right, okay, let's get back to the task at hand. Do you want to do a quick recap of part 1 before we get to the questions at hand in this episode? Sure, let me do this very quickly. Firstly, we said that innovation has turned into something very cool. It's the biggest buzzword in boardrooms today. And thanks to that, uh, what's happening is that most people are actually trying very hard uh, to to get to innovation. So you would in that quest to do something different and to do something disruptive, you are missing the obvious and you are starting with the edges. Hmm. you're starting with the non obvious and that i think santosh told us clearly uh, that the starting point for innovation is not the non obvious but the obvious hmm. and he also told us how to go about getting to that obvious you know hmm. just by asking very basic very stupid questions and that's a great fertile source of innovation hmm. that's a great recap anisha so let's get on to today's task then So here we are we have recognized and prepared the obvious as a canvas for innovation but how do we apply it to business realities and how can we deliver desirable business outcomes with this canvas of the obvious the last time i'd highlighted the three a's uh, ambiguity agony and apathy as three key levers the question to ask is from ambiguity to what hmm. from agony to what from apathy to what hmm. the answers seem fairly obvious when we ask the questions hmm. from ambiguity to clarity of course hmm. from agony to ecstasy you need to feel the joy at hmm. the end of your discovery from apathy to empathy hmm. because you want consumers to relate to your idea you want the world to embrace it hmm. so the overarching question that remains is how do we go about it with the canvas of the obvious important simple question but i think a, a really big question uh, not to tease our listeners but before you answer that question shall we pick up the thread that we began with santosh again and get his perspective on it first yes i think we have a lot more insights coming from santosh in this new episode so let's hear them first and then we'll come back to our discussion sounds good whole idea of innovation as against invention mm. is the fact that you take something existing mm. and you you are able to see in it new possibilities mm. right mm. how do you do that mm. how do you do that by by just being able to see it differently mm. right mm. be able to conceptualize it differently to be able to see in it something that has not been seen so far mm. so the starting point is your canvas is the is the existing and and the more you sort of delayer 
uh, your you know your, the perceptions that have got embedded into it mm. the more clearly you can see uh, you know what what that existing is and what are the other ways of, of imagining it very often what happens is that the proximate mm. right is mm. is uh, what you know overwhelms us mm. so we are forever dealing in what appears to us at first mm. Mm. so unless you put yourself in a position where you are able to and you ask the question that allows you to discover mm. how your perceptions can come in the way mm. you know you you know you end up believing that that this is your starting point mm. and 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 what you keep pushing is to say is there a question you know beyond that can mm. you keep asking a question beyond that so mm. that you get to a deeper and deeper level mm. a more fundamental and fundamental level, mm. level. Mm. Uh, a simpler and a simple level at a certain level okay and and keep pursuing the question of saying you know till you come to the point where okay beyond this there isn't a, a question that i can ask i think is is one way to start an inquiry it just more consciously you 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 ask yourself what are the assumptions i am making you you force yourself to you know to to acknowledge that these are the assumptions what would what would if something else changed would this change yeah is this contingent on something else changing if it is contingent on something else changing that is not timeless it's not for mm. so uh, i think you've already reiterated this point that simplification is one of the most difficult tasks uh my my i'm wondering do we always need to simplify you know normal normal is a statistical idea yeah but you but in the way you use it you give it an absolute kind of a a flavor which it doesn't have mm. Mm. it's a statistical distribution mm. a normal distribution mm. right mm. and which is only mm. you know it's not a point is, it's not a point it's right? not a point you, you, but you 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 are able to so this this is exactly the point the point is that you open out yeah your uh, for a it doesn't mean you end yeah with this you yeah. begin with this the yeah. point is not to end with asking uh, the it's stupid the most, question yeah. you begin by asking a stupid question and you then go where it takes you your understanding has to be has has to account for a complex one yeah i i'm not one of those people who fetishizes uh, you know simplicity yeah in fact the interesting thing is that the most simple things are the fact when when complexity begins to sing mm. and begins to mesh together mm. that simplicity simply and simple and simplistic are two different exactly. things exactly exactly right so fetishizing the simple which is which is you know which is rudimentary is not is not the idea but how do you get to that stage yeah you get to that stage by by asking uh, uh, you know so you begin by asking stupid questions is that to say that uh, innovation can't or doesn't need to create exponential positive change uh, you know when it comes to uh, uh, innovation you know in some cases a small innovation can produce a dramatic kind uh, a, a, a difference it can and it particularly when you look at the level of a firm or you look at the level of a brand then as so many examples of some minor minor change some small innovation that gives you disproportionate results and equally an invention which is otherwise profoundly sort of significant in in pure technological terms uh, may have no market yeah right yeah. so i the outcome is a product of 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 context and the yeah. interaction of the innovation stroke invention with the context there is nothing embedded inside the two that determines how what is the kind of an outcome uh, that it that they guarantee so how do you reconcile uh, the pursuit of innovation uh, especially from the obvious 
without it being outcome dependent. No, it is obviously. I mean, in this case, you you start by by you know uh, the one thing that I I personally think is important is not to have the overhang of of outcome. Uh, which is you know which which intrudes too much into a process like this. You define the parameters of of the you know of the process starting with the outcome that you desire, but then you have to let go. I mean the process of arriving at an innovation. There are times when you need, must ask questions for the sake of asking questions. Yeah, in the process, and there comes a time when you you have to reel it back in and then sort of ask the more kind of practical, hard-headed questions. But if you are too narrowly concerned. Hmm. How is this going to help me in answering this question? How is this, you know, uh, and which happens all the time? Yeah. So there is an impatience, and and also there is a fear hmm. of your inquiry itself. And I think hmm. this is a it's a peculiar fear people have that the moment you go into uncharted areas, right? The moment you say, you know, I always make this distinction about you know using the sort of the Charles Revlon quote about you know that old cliche about the fact that in my drugstore I sell. Uh, you know, in my factory I make lipstick, but in my drugstore I sell hope. Mm. Uh, and, and but the moment you say, you say if you you know it's okay as a as a quotation, but the implication of it is that we must be experts not in lipsticks but in hope. Mm. Now, what yeah. constitutes hope? Yeah. Now, these are questions that a lot of people find. The moment in a business domain you start asking questions of this kind, it makes people uncomfortable yeah. because these are not questions you are trained to kind of answer. Yeah. You, you know you know how to segment uh, uh, the the correct. lipstick market you know all of that but the what's okay what, what are the meaning of hope correct what line in the balance sheet does uh, hope for you, 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 you know that's that's so so i think part of the problem is the fact that it, it uh, you know the kind of uh, this fear of 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 asking questions and i'm going too far out mm. into into areas that are not natural mm. uh, and that's why you use the crutch of of existing label jargon that you understand so that you stay in a safe territory you know, mm. where you map things and plot things on then that's comfortable the moment you op- the problem with asking you know these kind of questions is the fact that they take you into into new areas so so while an outcome the, the process of innovation you know becomes valuable when it results in an outcome very often the act of opening out an inquiry will result May not result in an outcome today. It may result in it tomorrow. May not result in this outcome. Yeah. But it may give you four other sort of uh, you know uh, insights into things that could lead to subsequent innovation. So, and I, you find this particularly if you come back to say the marketing world. Mm. So many times when we do invest in research and we, you know, and you find that organizations have spent over the years like hundreds of crores of rupees on research, the large organizations, and yet. The sum total of the knowledge is paltry mm. because mm. it is not edited mm. because you only looked at and so mm. you opened out all of this, but mm. you have been so seized of the outcome that you want that you have not looked at mm. what else it could. And I'm always astonished you go and pick out some stuff that there is there lying in the archive and you see you all this yeah. this helps you answer questions that you yeah. are grappling with today. Yeah. But no, but this was meant to answer another question. <laughs> Now it's done. So I mean, I'm you know I'm not interested in 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 uh, in this as an inquiry by itself. And I think that that is one of the uh, big kind of so in any innovation process, the idea that 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 process of arriving at an answer, the answer is important. Uh, you know, and eventually, if you don't arrive at answer, then the process is not viable. But if you are so narrowly invested in the answer that you forget and you you ignore uh, the 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 insights that you have thrown up. 
simply because they didn't help you this one time mm. then you're being short sighted yeah absolutely so fear discomfort outcome obsession uh, those are obvious uh, obstacles to this uh, let me try one other thing uh, benjamin franklin is reputed to have said that um, peace does not have the appeal that war has right uh, in, in a similar sense um, the edge has perhaps a far greater appeal than the obvious how can is that something to contend with also well uh, yes to some extent but i'll tell you you know eventually what happens is that at its heart again what is cutting edge find yeah. you know yeah. so i mean eventually you 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 have to construct a new with the old yeah there is simply no way you can construct the new with the new because yeah. the new you know both don't exist right yeah. something has to exist to give birth to something else right so i mean so i mean you can use that label but what does that label itself wow so much to unpack again i'm going to take a crack at summarizing these insights from santosh remember that the obvious is best used to find the critical question keep pushing for the fundamental question by delayering the problem strip it of all the distracting superficialities second simple is not the same as rudimentary do not be afraid of complexities explore the nuances and fluidity recognize that the norm is actually a statistical distribution not a fixed point that's such an intelligent point third define an outcome at its outset by all means what problem the desired innovation needs to solve make that clear but don't become outcome obsessed and fourth remember that the new cannot come from the new it must come from the existing so the pursuit of innovation at the edge is a self defeating prophecy if you will because it must start with the obvious as a lot anisha i want to pick up one specific thread from all of this and pose a specific question to you anisha you know that quote that uh, santosh used about charles revlon we make lipstick in our factories but we sell hope in our stores it seems like a good starting point right there doesn't it absolutely and that's the point i wanted to reinforce as well the pursuit of innovation will be fruitless if you start out searching for great ideas mm. I think instead we have to look for good problems to solve. Now Anisha do you have uh, sorry for the cheesy title but do you have the five fundas to give to our audience on how to align and leverage the canvas of the obvious? We can't conclude the storm the norm episode without actually giving STN fundas yes. okay? <laughs> yeah. So STN funda 1 is an idea that comes uh, from questioning the obvious. trying to solve a good problem uh when you get that idea you need to feel the discomfort in the idea the trick is not to fall in love with the first obvious spark you have to flag it park it aside sleep over it churn it in your head let it brew and simmer for the period of time and if it still gives you sleepless nights you feel the discomfort you don't feel the ecstasy or the joy you should feel the discomfort in the idea i think uh, santosh referred to this as the temptation of the proximate mm. what's nearest to us we're tempted to say we have this right let's go with it yeah. i like how you put it feel the discomfort feel the discomfort in the idea that's the first one another interesting one is we should not allow reason to rely on its own resources Okay that sounds very deep. <laughs> so what I mean by that is 
reason is logic yeah. okay and we have to discipline that logic with facts with statistics with data with lots of forms of validation to make it more robust mm uh, <laughs> it's interesting i'm telling you why i'm pausing over here for thought is because we've always heard people say back your opinion with fact back your emotion with fact but in fact what you're saying back your reasoning reason also, yeah. yes that's very interesting yeah. okay and you know i'm all of us are guilty of it including you and me our reverence for the education and experience means we rest on the laurels of our iq hmm. and assume that our ideas are the best and that's what's so limiting for innovation mm. okay so the point that i'm making is if you really want to unlock a powerful innovation you have to park aside your iq and you have to embrace intentional ignorance i love that phrase intentional ignorance and basically what you're saying is that um, go in with minimum perceptions of what you already know go in without judgment of what is and what you know and pretend you know nothing at all yeah. and then see where it ta- yeah. where that takes you yeah yeah and that's the point that santosh was making yeah. you know i mean just ask stupid questions well, i i like your phrasing hello i mean no disrespect to santosh i love that you need to feel discomfort i love that we shouldn't rely on reason alone and its own resources and i love this point about intentional ignorance <laughs> yeah thank you The next one for me is actually you know this there's a research paper I was reading which said that when people face an uncertain situation hmm. they don't carefully evaluate the information or look up relevant statistics uh so what happens is you let your decisions be made on the basis of a lot of mental short uh, hmm. shortcuts hmm. so you will start thinking in your head if this happens this this happens this and these mental shortcuts are actually very detrimental to uh, to innovation once you have it i mean the, the purity the creativity of innocence you know you get a good idea but then you put it through all these tests yeah. you know yeah? yeah okay that's four and the last one it's a little different from all that i've said so far but we cannot underestimate the power of a support group in in, in innovation because there'll be lots of cynics on the way Hmm. there'll be people who will be waiting to pull you down you will be going through your own dilemmas you would want to drop it a hundred times because something that seems so sexy and so exciting to begin with when you let it go through the challenges of execution on a day in and day out basis it loses its sex appeal okay it loses its excitement and at that point in time um, when you have uh, you know a support group a core group that believes in your idea that stands by you by your side that keeps nudging you no don't let it go go for it go for it there is power in it and that's for me uh, is as a very important thing for innovation to reach to its logical conclusion So what you're saying is it's not just alcoholics and anonymous who need support groups <laughs> innovators need them also <laughs> innovators need them uh, more than anybody else I'm telling you that I think that's a very uh, underreported point over <laughs> here I think I think a, that's something worth highlighting as well but but fantastic um there are many things I've picked up from storming this norm but if I had to highlight one that summarizes it all it would be this the journey starts by looking at the obvious on the way it encounters complexities ambiguities intersections that makes it seem impossible to move beyond to the end goal of innovation but it is by finding clarity through all this complexity that one emerges on the other side with elegant simplicity 
that is the true power of innovation that begins with questioning the obvious. Since we've been talking about the obvious, the solution itself that you've come to should be very obvious. Mm. So there should Once be obviousness in the solution as well. Only then it will be mainstream and it will have mass appeal. Mm. If it's not obvious, mm. it's like, you know, creating a new concept and it's like trying to fit into people's lives. Mm. Here, if it's obvious, it should naturally fit into the lives of people. So it's not just that you begin with the problem, uh, you know, as, uh, the source of problem as being obvious, but the solution that comes also needs to be extremely obvious. And that happens if it's elegantly simple. So that brings us to the end of this two-part episode. This is Narayan and Anisha signing off from episode five of Storm the Norm. You can catch us as usual on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud by just searching for Storm the Norm. We'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. Until then, thank you and talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you.